I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we're talking about Sound of the Sky. And this was, uh, this was my choice. And I'm sorry. So we, we had mentioned the genres on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That they were, they were inaccurate. While they were not inaccurate, they were sorely misleading. Military sci-fi, music, slice of life, drama. You know, I will say that slice of life does qualify here. I live this life every day. Like it's it was like putting a mirror. This is a alternate future, I would say. History? Post-apocalyptic. Post uh, yeah, definitely, definitely in the future. Yeah. Far, far in the future. Um, in probably a different world because definitely in the future, probably in a different world, only because of the one supernatural portion of this, which was an angel of skeletal remain that you only ever see once. Well, they flash back to it and they make okay. reference to it. Several times, but you only actually get to see it one time. Yeah. And a being or a beast of similar makeup does not exist in this world. So one of the things that they talk about through this is that it's not from this world that uh, how they describe it, at least at the end, what it is, is it's an angel that came from heaven to rid the world of the evilness or some other through its destruction type of thing is what the, what the other country, which is Rome said. Okay. So there are two countries fighting. Here's my, I'm not a super big language buff, but I got a kind of a problem with this. Every Roman was speaking German and every Helvetican is, is that how we should pronounce that Helvetican from Helvetica? Helvetian. Helvetian. Okay. So from Helvetian, we're speaking Japanese, but reading in French. And Helvetian is actually from Sweden. So we have a nice <laughs> hodgepodge of everything going on there, which is perfect for <laughs> the end of the world. Okay. That's. Okay, I can see some rationale for that now, but it still doesn't make any sense given the limited knowledge I have of geography, because Sweden is not necessarily close (laughs) at all to Rome or Italy. Well, Um, I mean, and Rome isn't a giant desert either. Yeah. So this is uh, takes place in the future. It's God knows what what language they were actually supposed to be speaking is. Roman for the future, and they were speaking Helvetian in their current time. So, yes, everything yeah, is was, accurate it, to the T for that time frame. <laughs> for for this anime. For this anime. Uh, and and being they were still using very current language specs as far as the written language goes, but nobody could read, which is weird. Well, they couldn't read uh, Japanese. Which is apparently where this was at because reasons. Yeah. Um, So to put it blankly, you got two countries that are at war with each other. And 
they both have a religion based on this area, this town, if you will. And as an observer, as we are, you can look back and kind of take a little bit from one side, a little bit from the other side and create the whole story and go, oh, this makes sense. This looks correct. And you get to see underneath the water a submerged, extremely large fossil of something that could be a dragon, could be a demon. It could, could be, be my last night's dinner. We don't know what it could be. You know, it, it could be. People do get shorter when there's scarcity of food, so it, it could be that. You know. Um, but it, it is in the shape. At first, when you take a look at it, it's showing the shape of leathery wings. In the flashbacks, you're seeing feathers. So I'm thinking they might have changed some of the Well, the when animation. you first see it, you don't even see leathery wings. What you see is bones without a head. Yeah, skeletal remains. But the, the wings that you see there, I thought at least the rocks looked rather leathery to give the image of, oh, there's a demon here. But when you look, when you do the flashbacks, it, the, the wings have a, a, a less leathery, more feathery look to them. And in Hel Helvisa, or the, I'm just going to call it H because I'm going to butcher it anyway. In the H city, they've got a thing where the demon lops their head off and these fire maidens, which the story is circling around, hold the head to keep it from burning everybody down. And they take turns holding the head in Rome. The neck of this angel was wounded and the, the, the maidens basically hug this angel's neck to slow the bleeding. And they do this again over the course of the same amount of days in both stories. Um, in the Roman story, in appreciation, the angel of destruction that was sent to wipe out Earth decided he was going to fight for the people instead of against because they showed compassion to their enemy. In the H city, they chopped off his head and had to hold on to his the, the disembodied head to avoid it from burning down their capital. It benefits both sides of the story. The, the story benefits whoever's telling it, I, I would imagine. Yeah, but this story, the story, honestly, even though it plays a big part on it, it's really not important to the story as a whole, what the anime it, tries to tell. It plays a big part of the story in the last two episodes. And that's about it. it it's hardly mentioned any other time. Yeah. And the reason I'm it's spending so much time in the beginning, on it, and then it's re-mentioned again <laughs> in the last two episodes. So you have nine episodes just to fill up with all kinds of other crap. And that's kind of what it felt like. And the reason that I was focusing on this story in the last two episodes specifically is nothing really of substance happens until the end. When well, they say slice of life, they took the most boring slices. They, they took, if this was bread, they took all heels. Hey, look, they didn't take all heels. All right. They talked about, yep. hey, they yep. talked about moonshining. All right. They had their own distillery so that way they can make their own apple cider booze and they sold it on the black market because apparently in that specific area, they can't get their paychecks for being in the military. So they get no money. <laughs> and the only way they get paid is if they bootleg some alcohol. OK, OK, I can I can see that that being totally a thing that you'd have a military personnel, just five no, of them in a fort, quote unquote, fort with a yeah. defunct, broken down piece of machinery with a couple of guns and only one of them really trained to shoot. 
and two people she there to, to blow a trumpet. <sighs> Wake people up and make people go to sleep. That's how they roll. Uh, the trumpeting in this anime, I will say, that is the only musical aspect of this whole thing. They the they do Amazing Grace, they do Reveille, and that's about it. Now, you do learn that the trumpeters do have an important uh, job, I guess would be a good way to put it. They have a very and- important role. So when they're about to attack, when they need to retreat, or when they're when they make a kill or something like that with their tank, their purpose is to pop out of the tank and blow that trumpet. Or if, wherever they are, blow that trumpet. A specific tune. Orders. Yeah, to relay orders. And now everyone's supposed to be able to hear it and know by the tone that's being played that you either retreat, you advance forward, or that was a kill, or whatever it is. But why you would kill something and then immediately get out and blow your trumpet and go, I killed someone. Well, that's great. But you have 13 other enemies in front of you, bro. Come on. 1300 at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the easiest way to sum up episodes one through, let's say seven, because 7.5 was, I thought it was going to be a recap. So I was like, maybe I should skip it. And then I started watching. I was, they're not even, this is not a recap. This is a side story. This is yep. not even. It's the side, what the 7.5 is, it's a side story to. The main, main protagonist, it's a, it's a side story for the main protagonist learning that the money, the paycheck she had been getting is from bootlegging. All right. I believe the exact term was your, your, your allowance or your salary paid in cash. The delicious food you've been consuming is all because we sell booze on the black market. So, So the main character, her name is Kanata. And then you have... It was like Katana most of the time. <laughs> yeah. And then you have Rio, Felicia, Correra, and Noel. And each of them have their own unique stories, kind of. The only one that doesn't really have a unique story is Correra, who, for whatever reason, is the bossy, I'm superior to you in every way. I know everything, but I know nothing, girl. Noelle is the crazy, smart, insane, intelligent, standard, bluish gray hair girl that's very monotone and sleeps a lot and is whatever, like in every other really? anime. I thought I thought she had gray hair. Whatever. Like, well, to me, it should. I, I don't know. Maybe it, when it comes it. to like gray or bluish gray or or. OK, fair. Or take your pick and variation of shade of gray. They're all the same. Pretty monotone. They're either really intelligent or st- super stupid and they sleep a lot. Yeah. So that's what she she played up the normal high for people in that hair color. Fair. Uh, Kanata, she was young, naive would follow around people like a hen and would be ignorant and just follow everything straight to the T. And Rio was just like, whatever. I'm badass. We can rock this. Rio was a damaged soul. I think they're trying to portray. Mm-hmm. They don't really tell you her backstory on why she feels that children should be tied up if they're bad. Um, which she, she does say that think- she does say that she feels bad. Children should be tied up and punished, which is weird, but yeah, whatever. I, I can only assume 
that she was the cause for her elder sister's death. Now, you don't really know she's part of a a family that has siblings until, again, the last two episodes. It's not relevant, apparently. Um, But, yeah, she's indifferent, and then she warms up, and then she goes off and saves the world. Yeah. Anyways, you were were going to say episodes two through seven could be summed up in what way? Full of crap. I was going to say, let's let's have a moment of silence to signify what they're worth. Uh, so absolutely nothing. <laughs> OK, so, so, I can roll so with not that. even a moment of silence. Wow. OK, yeah. Or, or that that short amount of silence is what they're worth. Either way, it's it's if you were to start the anime and watch episode one and then probably skip to episode nine, you wouldn't miss much. In my opinion, they're not even self-containing episodes. They're not like a story happened here and it doesn't affect anything else. It's a story happened here that leads to here that leads to here that dead ends because it didn't even matter. And somehow, some way you forget that it even happened. Yeah. Like the only things that really like I feel that they were trying to build a rapport with each and every character but they spent so little time on each and every character that they failed. Well, it's not that they spent a little, very little time. The time that they did spend on them was poor. They spent a poor amount of time with them. It was just bad. It it was bad writing. It was just bad storytelling. It was just bad. It was so bad. I was really, really surprised because when I first turned on the, this anime, it said that it was made by Amniplex and I perked up. I'm like, oh, maybe it's not going to be bad. I actually had relatively high hopes because Amniplex is not, in my opinion, known for bad writing. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. T- uh, the producers it only had two producers this time, TV Tokyo and Amniplex. And the studio is A1 Pictures. It it was only 12 episodes long, plus the OVA and seven episodes 7.5, yeah. so which I guess you can consider part of it. The most fun I had watching it up until stuff actually started happening in episode 9, 10, was episode 7.5. It was a mock battle where you get sprayed with water and somehow, somewhat, I think they were already drunk. Yes. Because they were acting like it was, you know, the final countdown. If you were shot with water, you'd have a, a really, truly tearful death, essentially. And <laughs> yeah, uh, Felicia actually spiked the tea for everyone because uh, one of the sisters came over and uh, which is a priest, one of the at the church, one of the sisters, a nun comes over and they start talking about drinking and some other stuff. And so she's like, I'm trying to make the tea a certain way. And she spikes everyone's tea. And so everyone gets drunk after like several cups of very strong liquor tea. And, and then, nobody knows. They're like, wow, this is really good. Now, again, I realize this is an anime. I personally dislike apple wine if it's really strong. Well, it I don't was, know about you. It's not an apple it, wine. It's like an apple brandy is what it is. So it's super okay. strong. Yeah. Like brandy is not light in flavor. It is strong in flavor. So I don't know what yeah. the hell they were thinking or who the they writers are trying to fool. Like, 
<laughs> they were knocking it back like a pro. Like, like and, it's nothing. Well, the nun, yeah. she was walking around with a bottle. She's just like on her third bottle. She's like, yeah. <laughs> At the end, yeah. Three liters like, worth of booze in one night and a couple of hours. Ding. And, and these characters are rather petite. So, I mean, you're not looking like you got a lot of body fat to try to absorb and, and, and dilute the effect, dilute mm-hmm. the effects. Um, but, you know, it was funny because they got a Gatling gun of water. How that even works, I don't know. Because gravity. No- it's gravity fed. That's why she had, uh, that's why Katana held the giant trough of water slash booze above her head because it wasn't clear Sorry. water it was colored sure, sure. water and it looked now, like it question, was the same booze but it was gravity how do you fed get it to, how do you get it to fire you, you uh, sit there and you have this crankshaft like she had and it just like pumps it out yeah but it goes straight rather than just side to side well, if it's it spinning does in rotation it, it does it in an arc so it's not straight technically it fires in a little oh, arc oh god but it doesn't yeah. do it at a so, far distance either. I mean, like, uh-huh. come on. We're talking about people who are like 16 in the military to learn to play music because apparently that's the only way you can. Oh. Yeah. Because of all music the brass. Is not a public. Oh, that, yeah. I never actually thought about that. No, th- th- that's what they actually said in there. Ah. Oh. Yeah. So said the reason why you have to go into the military to learn music is because all the brass was taken for military so the only way you can get your hands on musical instruments and to actually learn to play to have an education is to be in the military huh that's sad but understandable yep all right well there's uh, harps there's pianos there's violins there's wood instruments I'm sorry. Are you are you looking for truth and logic in this? I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, we're we're talking about girl, young ladies in the military, five of them in a fort with air quotes for the fort. It's an old school. They're like, we don't know what this building was used for. And I saw two dash a above a door, and I go, oh no, 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 yep. no, no, no. Please well, and, don't. And make the, this luckily, what I think the the main main protagonist says, I believe this is a school. But this is too big to be a school. It's yeah. it's too big. It's like, well, it used to be a. Com- I would assume it's a community school, and they used to teach people music here, and they because they found a music room with a piano with one string still strumming in a proper note. Well, who knows if it was in a proper note when she strummed it? She was able to call the court because apparently she's good enough to be able to know the keys. <laughs> and if I may, there are people, musicians out there who have that kind of hearing who can tell the note that is playing from the sound. I agree with that. However, you would have to hear that note before you could do it. So maybe music wasn't completely dead. Maybe for the normal public. Well, she also is supposed to have some insanely great, magnificent, godly hearing. Yeah. So we're going to go with that. Yeah. Okay. You know, plot armor, hashtag reasons, I guess, you know, hashtag just because I can hashtag why the hell <laughs> was this even a thing? Like, how did this come into existence? <sighs> okay. So I, what I will say is I did like the progression from her being absolute trash at the instrument to gradually becoming better and better and better and better and better, and better. Yes. Um, to the point of she was able to play flawlessly. And I will say, as far as the music is concerned, uh, 
again, the last two episodes, the music was good. I liked the, the melodies that were being played. And even though they were relatively short and almost non, non, non-significant, I guess, unsignificant would be a better word to phrase that. They were pleasant and I really wish there was more of that. Yeah, they also only had two different hymns really playing throughout it. And one mainly was Amazing Grace. I mean, that's the constant one that you constantly were playing. True. Very true. And I liked it. I Yeah, they did a very they did a few different versions of Amazing Grace. They did uh, one with a full orchestra, which I thought was kind of awesome. But all of those tags that used they used told me other than, you know, slice of life don't apply until the very end. Although, well, it apply it applies because they, she was in the military. She was on the train at the beginning. She was with other people. She's like, why did you join? I joined so I could learn music. Well, that's great. Here's some caramel. Thank you, yeah. mister. Here's spoils. <laughs> caramel so rare. Now, I do have a question for you. Kind of a thought experiment. Who do you think has the highest body count? Oh, Felicia. Of all of your... Ma- Really? Why? Because she's the only one that's actually. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I take that back. The one that technically has the highest body count is Noelle. But the only one that directly has the highest body count directly. All right. Is Felicia. And the reason why is so. Noelle, an insanely intelligent individual, able to figure out the technology of old, you know, the old world technology and sciences brought back biological weapons and tore up, took out two cities, three cities in one night, three cities in one night. I apologize. I didn't want to shortchange her. Okay, let's not (laughs) shortchange the the killer. All right. Uh, But. It's not because she did it. She only figured it out. The colonel, the guy that was with her, the one the that demon. the demon, he's the one that actually went through and implemented it. She was just she thought she was just figuring out some cool stuff. The one I should probably point out that the demons, the 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 general's nickname was the demon. Car- We're not referring Colonels. to the demon. Colonel's the the colonel's nickname was the demon. We're not referring to the demon in the lake. Right. Right. And uh, Felicia has, I would believe she has the highest legitimate body count because she is the only one that's actually been to battle. Fair, fair. Now, I just wanted to point out uh, the Noel because we hadn't touched on the fact that she unleashed, essentially unleashed hell on three cities and killed everyone there. Uh, but I would say a more abstract and rounded moral of this anime was that we're all the same because one of the fire maidens was captured. Uh, let's say, what was it? Two generations ago. Cause she was a grandmother at that time. So <coughs> one of the fire maidens was captured by the Roman empire by Rome. And she fell in love with a Roman, had a kid, and then had a grandkid. And the grandchild came over to look for the angel and to see the the angel of stone. And when that Roman was captured by our pretty little troop, she expresses that, well, my grandma used to be a maiden. And then they fought, they they philosophized. Is that the right way to put it? Philosophy? Philosophize? They guess. They say that, hey, we're not so different after all. If one of us can go over there and fall in love with a Roman and have Roman children and they come over here, I mean, 
that means that we're kind of interchangeable as a people, not necessarily individually, but if I grew up over there, I would be the same person as I was here and vice versa. If they grew up over here, there's really no actual difference. And I think that if you were to go and look at it on a grander scale, who's fighting what war, you know, the poor and unfortunate souls who were enlisted into this war really don't want to fight. And that's more to the point at the very, very end, you find out that Rio, your blue haired mom of the group, or would you call her the dad of the group? Like she was more authoritative, I think. Yeah, I, I would call her the dad of the group. Okay, so the dad of the group goes out and goes, there's something only I can do. And she goes out and apparently she's second in line for royalty in third, this third, third, Why third. She was the arch. She's she the, the illegitimate child of the of the emperor. The arch- yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay, so she's the illegitimate child of the duke, archduke. I apologize. It doesn't okay. matter. She's, she's an illegitimate child and then at the end saves the world by being pawned off to the Roman emperor and being married off to his yeah. son. Yay. She's the third team. wife. She becomes the third wife of the emperor, of the Roman emperor. No, she's and being married to his son. Really? I thought it was to be the third wife of his son. So, Well, maybe. Know Who knows? Like, I mean... <laughs> I don't remember that. I just I just remember that she's being married to the emperor's son. I don't think they specified the number of wives, but at that point, at this point, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, you're right. But she just shows up in the middle of a war that the, our little trumpeter already tried to stop. But the demon colonel was like, screw that. I want war. I want to progress humanity to where it was and the only way to do that is through war so he disregards any orders to not attack and he's like hey everyone listen to me they're traitors go for it and then i always thought it was kind of weird that their tank the 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 ladies tank was so much better than literally everyone else's it's because their tank their tank was the tank of old technology. And they referenced that a couple times. It was even a tank and there were only 10 of them left in the world. And it was supposedly also one of the ones that was able to attack the demon slash angels slash headless, whatever it is now thing. Yeah, that's essentially, yeah, they, was, it, they referenced a spider helping the maidens with the demon or angel. So the spider portion of that never changed. And when they're done, you're like, yep, that's a spider. Weird how that happened. And this one tank is so kick-ass that it takes out a squadron of other tanks while being shot at almost continuously and, and point not taking blank. any damage. Yeah, point blank. And not taking enough damage to even slow it down. And with such accuracy that their gunner, who for some reason shot shot at an owl earlier in the anime and fell on her butt because she couldn't fire a gun appropriately, is blasting this tank gun with such accuracy that she's knocking out the other tank legs so as not to harm the people inside. Yeah, because being that never having been in battle before, everyone knows how to act and uh, react under battle stress immediately like they're all pros and being short one person. 
not only that, let's add all that into the impossibility spectrum, but not only that, it's the first time they've actually even tried to operate this tank because previously it was in pieces. Yep. Yep. Because that's just how it's supposed to work. So. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We could go on. Honestly, we could go on for a long time. This, this anime has a lot of plot holes there's a lot in it that I have an issue with. It is not, does not fall into the music genre because it was not that musical other than the couple of trumpet plays. Uh, maybe, maybe, but that's my viewpoint on that. So on a scale of zero to five, sir, how would you rate this? Ironically enough, I don't think it's going to be my highest rating. No. Oh. You know? Are you sure? Uh, it, com- coming out of nowhere, it's not going to be my favorite. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure you loved it. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing a solid 10 out of 5 here. Ah, uh, all right. 10 out of 5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't hold me to that. That is not my final answer. All right. Um, honestly, okay, so... If I had to sit absent-mindedly, not absent-mindedly, if I had to sit back, I would not recommend this to one of my friends. I would recommend this to a film student. Only be like, this is good anime, this is bad story. Figure out how to avoid the story, but keep the animation. So as a learning prop, I would give this really good marks. Overall, I would say I'm giving this a solid 1.5. Okay. That the, other than learning from it, I don't have much much good to say. I give it, I give it a one, just a flat one. Animation was good, and that's the only thing I really like. And Amazing Grace holds sentiment to me, and that's why I can't go lower than one. Um, But other than that, the story was horrible. It left a lot of loopholes. It had plot armor galore weighing it down. If they shed some of the plot armor, maybe it would have worked, but... Uh, I yeah I honestly wouldn't even recommend it to anyone to watch I just I really wouldn't like not even as a learning thing is like I would just say this anime has bad story bad bad story don't even watch it that's your lesson for the day class (laughs) okay the last two episodes were really good I wish the entire anime was like that yeah but maybe I'm just an action junkie maybe we shall see because you know what sir Next week's choice is yours. Hells yeah. My choice is Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> uh, Although I would love to review that one day. Uh, that is a long series. I mean, like we could do it in arcs. <laughs> That'd be about it. I mean, like that's a long series. So my choice for next week, I'm going to go back with my theme of movies, classic movies that I have not seen. And I'm going to go with Howl's Moving Castle. What do you think of that? All right. I'm good with that. It's a it is a movie that I am very familiar with. It's one of my personal favorites. Oh, good. I've never actually seen it. So I'm hoping. All right. You know, there's a there's an anime that I watched as a child. I have no clue what it is, but I'm hoping by going through this with you, I might be able to find it again. All right. Never know. We shall see, sir. Well, uh, that's about all the time we have for today. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, give a recommendation yourself. Let us know what you thought of the sound of the sky, or if you have any thoughts on any of the past ones, any of the future ones, anything at all, reach out to us via email at featured anime podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at 
those anime guys. And also we have a voicemail link in the show notes. And if you also could just share it with a bunch of your friends, you know, and, uh, you know, anyone that you feel would get some value out of this or get some entertainment or joy, you know, just don't forget to share it with them and uh, subscribe to wherever you prefer. Until next time, I'm Jack. And I'm Rick. Later. Later. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.